Hello everyone and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And it is a pleasure to have you here uh, with my good friend, Mr. Mike Piloworski. Well, 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 all off center. Oh, great. You know, the problem, Craig, is when I, I come back from the from the weekend doing the weekend shows and uh, the settings are all different. And then we come on Monday here and it's like, whoa, that's wrong. That's wrong. I'm way off center. And there we go. That's good enough. Uh, hey, welcome to the back to the program. I'm Mike Piloworski, your co-host. It's the co-host from the East Coast, the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most. Here on the Rundown, two-way views, conservative news. Uh, Craig, you kind of got an idea how my weekend went. How's yours? <laughs> my weekend went pretty good, man. It was kind of casual. Mostly hung out with family. Uh, didn't do anything constructive, which was kind of the goal. You, you said casual and hang out with family. Like, those two go together, right? You've got different families, I guess. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely have different families. Now, mind you, I do have those parts of the family where, yeah, it's a hot mess. I, that, the plan was to keep that part of the family away from me this weekend. Yeah, uh, uh, lots of luck, you know. <laughs> good, good on you. <laughs> it worked out well for me. It worked out well for me. So I'm, I'm, I was, I'm very relaxed and uh, ready to go here on Monday, although we have seen a bit of a turn in the weather. We've had a, a wee bit of rain. And the only challenge with rain in California, in particular in Sacramento, is people act like they've never driven in the rain before. I was going to say mudslides, but okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think we, we haven't had quite enough fires for there to be a lot of mudslides. Oh, uh, so you got to have two natural disasters to get a big natural disaster. Egg, there you go. Egg, yeah, that, that's it. pretty That's pretty much how it works. The fires come through, remove all the, 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 the trees with the strong roots and all of that stuff. And then the mudslides come and take the rest of it away. Even your natural disasters got weird liberal rules. That's crazy. Yes, they do. This is California. Do you, how long have we been doing this show? You don't know. This is California. We don't do things like other states. And that's you not know, a good thing. I mean, we have been doing the show a long time, and you should realize by now, I, I'm not really listening when you talk to me. I know. I, <laughs> I realize that. I realize that. But it's okay. It's okay. I'll tell you what. I will listen while you give a shout out to our sponsors. We could do that. Let's say hello to our good friends over at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. Odds are, if you got yourself an AR in the past five years or so, you may have one of their barrels already and not even know it. Well, now they're selling direct to the public. You can go out and get one for your own build or replace the barrel in your rifle. Let's also say hello to our good friends over at the California Republican Assembly, fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Reach out to them and show them your support with your dollars. It don't happen for free, folks. Uh, and then if you want some awesome tactical gear, web gear, uh, go to our good friends over at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Uh, these are the people who make it possible for us to come to you every Monday through Friday. So please do us a favor. Uh, go visit them. Their links, links to their websites are in, the are in the description of this program. Go there, check them out. If you like what you see, spend some money with them. Make sure you tell them that the folks over at The Rundown sent you. Also want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, please like, share, and subscribe. However you partake of the program, like us there, share us there, and share it with your friends. Also let them know that there are tons of other places uh, where they can either watch and or listen to the program. Wherever you get your video content from, we're there. 
wherever you get your podcast, audio podcast from, we are there. Uh, check us out and uh, once again, encourage your friends to do the same. All right, Mike, <sighs> this is nothing new. And I almost feel like I like ultra repetitive when I talk about this, this story. But Joe Biden is confused again. And not only is he confused, but he's confusing the rest of us. So yesterday on uh, 60 Minutes, uh, the president was asked a number of different questions. And among them had to do with Taiwan and whether or not uh, we would put boots on the ground in order to defend Taiwan should China attack. Well, needless to say, uh, he has said, well, our policy has not changed. And yes, we would be putting boots on the ground uh, should something happen in uh, should something happen there in Taiwan. Now, what's even funnier about it, Mike, is that the White House then, right after the program, the White House then gets a hold of 60 Minutes and says, no, U.S. policy has not changed. We, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, Chris, or Chris, who's Chris? Uh, 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 Craig, there's uh, there's so many. I, 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 I guess I had some Chris dreams. I don't know what's going on there. Um, <laughs> the, the, I don't even know what Chris. That's the weird part. Uh, and I'm going to stick with that story, too. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 this thing has got so many different dynamics to it. Uh, uh, one, obviously, uh, just you know, like you said, more evidence that the guy's losing his mind. He's got dementia. You know, he's whatever it happens to be, whatever the ailment happens to be, that it, it's uh, it's it's slowly and surely grabbing hold of him. Uh, you know, he uh, it's it's not that his brain doesn't work. It's right now his brain's working like it's 1994. He, he thinks it's another time, another date. I'm surprised he didn't call himself senator again. You know, he's he's he, it's really a shame that we're all having to go through this. It's a shame he has to go through it, but it's a shame the rest of us have to suffer along with him as well. Um, the the policy there in in, in Taiwan, uh, Craig, has always been, and, and here it is, by the way, folks. This is this has always been the official policy. The official policy is that we do not recognize. Taiwan as an independent country. Did you get that? Okay. We will not send military aid. He is winking aid. for those of you who are listening to the podcast. He is just winking. We will not send military aid to them in the form of soldiers. Another wink. There you go. Another wink. That's always been the policy. It's kind of one of those things where, listen, we have to do this publicly so we don't have to go fight China. But we're also telling our other allies, hey, you know the deal, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know the deal. It's all good. It's all good. Um, the other part of this, Craig, that I would be uh, upset with if I was the White House is CBS. You, you know that they don't let this guy out to do interviews without approving the questions ahead of time. And I know it's CBS, and that's a big deal, and it's 60 Minutes, and that's a big deal. But so is your president not having a memory. So is your president saying things like, they told me not to answer any questions, or they said I have to go now. Okay? You don't let a guy like that go do an interview by himself without pre-approving the questions. They clearly went off the script, uh, mm. you know, which is a good sign to me because it shows me perhaps CBS is doing the turn and coming away from liberal blind support and trying to put the hard questions to the administration. Well, you know, I'll tell you what's funny. And so since, since we had talked about this when we were going over stories this morning, someone else introduced another concept, another idea that was in here uh, in this actual interview uh, that I didn't even think about. So in this interview, he said that, that COVID is over. The, the COVID, uh, there is no more COVID pandemic. The pandemic is over. 
right? But when he did his student loan forgiveness uh, uh, executive order, the reason he gave was because of the pandemic. So in other words, he's saying because we are in the midst of an ongoing crisis, the pandemic, that's why he needs to forgive student. That's why he needs to forgive up to 10000 or in some cases up to $20,000 in student loan forgiveness. So he may have also at the same time in the same interview completely and utterly undermined and, and determined and, and undermined his entire reason and rationale and legality for his student loan forgiveness program. Yeah, quite possibly. Again, you know, the uh, the cylinders are not firing correctly. We got a little little misfire going on in there. So it's a it's a shame we have to watch him go through it. Like I said, it's a shame we have to go through it. But uh, it's, a, you know, it, it, the other power that be the liberals, the other side of the, the power uh, brokers here uh, want to maintain control so bad, so much. They want they want control of you so bad that they're willing to let a guy with this mental health condition or, or medical condition, you know, depending on what it is, continue to but, be in charge of but, you know, but my, to that, be the man running the country. That, that, that also says how much they do not want Kamala Harris to be president. <laughs> yeah, listen. I, and we've that, I think that's the one thing, by the way, Mike. Mike, that's yeah. the one thing I think both Republicans and Democrats have united on is that we do not want Kamala Harris to be president. Yes. Oh, no, I think we're all agreed on that. And, and they, <laughs> listen, just plan, bad planning on their part, right? They had no idea she was going to tank the way she did when she got up there. I mean, she is, she is turned into, well, and it's not really even turned into Craig. Those that paid attention knew how bad she was. It's just now that she's in the national spotlight and not just your, uh, your California spotlight, everybody knows. Well, you know, now part of it in her defense, what I will, I will say is this. Don't when her. she Don't... decided to run for, when she became vice president, uh, they completely got rid of all of her staff and replaced her with all Biden staff. And I really believe that as bad as she was as a senator, her speaking didn't get really super crazy and bad until she became vice president because I honestly believe that her staff was covering for her. When she was the when she was candidate, uh, uh, when she was uh, candidate Harris or she was Senator Harris or even uh, even uh, 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 Attorney General Harris, her her verbal bungles were nothing compared to what they are now, and I think that's because she had a staff that was experienced in covering for her. You mean like Pelosi's staff or Feinstein's staff, where they do everything, and she turns around and says, "I oh, know, oh, oh, we did do that. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that." Yeah, <laughs> she gets Pretty much, that yeah. Information. Yes. Yeah. There's the other rules, Craig, that uh, you know the White House. Uh, doesn't allow any, uh, you know, homeless people doing drugs in that White House either. So that might be why they get rid of her staff. I mean, they are oh, California well, people. There you they're go. From they're from San Francisco. I thought everybody in San Francisco was homeless and pooping on the sidewalks now. No, they're pretty much all pooping on the sidewalks, but they're not. They are not all homeless. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All Although right. pooping on the sidewalk. Well, I apologize to those that are pooping on the sidewalks and they're not Democrats. So I apologize hey, to them. There you go. There you go. But, you know, here's the other thing. Now, by the way, these are not the only things that Democrats seem to be confused about. They also seem to be confused about the dangers of MAGA candidates. Why do I say this? Well, there has been the Democratic Party, and I mean the Democratic senatorial uh, committees, the, the, their congressional committees, uh, the uh, local state parties, 
uh, as you know, as they, they have literally spent money trying to ensure that MAGA conservative, MAGA Republican candidates, uh, supporters of President Trump, uh, people who, who uh, in any way question uh, any, any, any of the outcomes or if there were any problems with the 2020 election, uh, they have all been, dene- been deemed to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, MAGA, Rep- ultra MAGA Republicans. Well, the Democratic Party seems to have invested $53 million nationwide in helping to elect Republicans to office, or in, at least in terms of helping them get into the primary. Now, Mike, and by the way, in six out of 13 cases, this actually worked. Uh, here in California, I know for a fact they did it in at least two races. Uh, and, and, and once again, the oddest thing is, in some cases it didn't work, but the point is, is that if these are people who, as the president says, are a danger to democracy, these are people who, uh, who, who can throw our entire electoral system, our entire, our entire republic into the throes of chaos, why would you be spending tens of millions of dollars to help them get elected? You, you know, Craig, uh, this plan is so brilliant. I, I, it makes me think that Governor DeSantis created it. Um, it, it th- think about what's going on here. You've got basically, th- you know, 13 throwaway races, 13 races that uh, the Republicans said, nah, not really interested. You know, that's not, not, it's not our bag, baby. We're not going to those 13 districts. But instead they put... 13 newcomers up there, right? 13 people that uh, uh, have a little bit of funding, right? You know, from the locals, maybe a little bit from the Trump camp, whatever it happens to be. They put up a little bit of money to, to, to make the Democrats work. And what do they do? They go overboard. They spend $53 million on 13 primary races going against the, uh, the Republicans there. So, I mean, that sounds like a, a victory to me, Craig, if you look at it from, you know, the logical standpoint, unlike how the left looks at it, you know, they find it as a victory that they prevented six out of 13 from moving on. Well, to me, that sounds like seven out of 13 did move on, Craig. And I don't listen, I'm, I'm not a mathematician or anything, but I think seven's more than six. I think that means we win. All right. I think well, we, but, we, but, but, that, but Mike, that's not even the thing the, the point is, is that in some cases, these quote unquote MAGA candidates, these are candidates that we Republicans actually like. I mean, what they're saying is, is that is that swing voters are so hate Donald Trump that they're not going to vote for these folks, right? They wanted to get what, what they believed in their opinion was the least liked Republican to actually show up to the poll, to actually become the nominee to run against a Democrat. But they're acting as if they're ignoring the like all of the policies that they have put in place. The fact that there's crime in our streets, that they're teaching all sorts of racial and gender theory in our classrooms, the fact that inflation is through the roof. It's like we're going to ignore all of that because this guy's too ultra MAGA. Yeah. And again, Craig, listen, I don't know. I'm in agreement here. The 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 Democrats believe that these right wing ultra racist uh, MAGA people, whatever their description of us is this week, uh, they said that these 13 people were so egregious that not even Donald Trump supporters would vote for them because nobody likes Donald Trump. They've proven, the Democrats have proven, look at the hearings, Craig, how bad Donald Trump is. 
So if we can associate these candidates with Donald Trump, they'll never get voted for. Um, they, they don't understand. The liberals don't understand. This is, the, this is their problem, right? They don't understand what's going on in the real world. They live up there in Martha's Vineyard, right? Uh, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have any grasp on what's really going on. We, it's not that we don't like Democrats. It's not that we don't like Republicans. We don't like the swamp rats, okay? We're tired of the establishment. Uh, and if that means the new guy on the block, Donald Trump, or anybody else like that, that's where we're going. And if they agree with the guy that says, get rid of the swamp rats, yeah, we're going with them too, all right? That's who these people are. And the Democrats don't realize, they don't even know what the threat is to them. And they spent $53 million helping us. Oh yeah, they did. Yes, they did. And they spent $3 million to basically uh, put in place people who are going to be in position to be able to help uh, the next president of the United States drain the swamp. <laughs> That's right. The uh, and and former champ. Yes, the, the you gotta say it like that too. Well, yeah. there you go. The next yeah, and former champ. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm my my belief, quite frankly, is whether it is Donald Trump, it is going. If it's not Donald Trump, it's going to be Ron DeSantis, and whichever one is the nominee. Uh, is going to come in and do a lot to drain the swamp. And there, so it looks like they're going to have, they could potentially have both a Senate and a House that is highly supportive of those efforts. Yeah, agreed, Craig, whoever it may be, but uh, I do disagree. We're not draining the swamp next time. Next time we're just killing swamp rats. That's, okay. that's just, I, I got, we're not I making got, them, we're not, we're not relocating the rat and sending it somewhere else. We're killing the swamp rats this time. Okay. I don't do. I don't disagree. We're talking politically killing, right? We're not talking actual, uh, physical. You know. Oh yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Okay, <laughs> just want just want to say we are not advocating for violence against swamp rats. No, I but, would never uh, advocate for violence against swamp rats. But <laughs> we do want them out. <laughs> oh yes, we do want them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we most definitely want them out. Now, Mike, and it's what's interesting is is that is. They want us to believe, well, let's put it this way. All we've ever talked about when we talk about the election and what our concerns are is to point to you to exactly what Democrats are doing and the results that it has had, whether it's crime, whether, you know, crime in the streets, when, when you defund the police and you decriminalize crime, uh, whether it's uh, over-regulation uh, and, uh, and, and implementing policies that, that harm our energy independence. And thus we've seen gas prices and other things, other prices go through the roof. We've seen inflation go through the roof. Republicans are doing a good job of pointing out exactly what the issues are, what we have to be concerned about. And, uh, but, but, but the interesting thing about it, Mike, is, is that on the other hand, you have Democrats like Bill Clinton uh, who are basically saying, yeah, uh, Republicans... Are, they're going to go. They're going out of their way to find ways to scare the living daylights out of swing voters. Now, last I checked, I, I didn't see Republicans saying that Democrats uh, were undermining our democracy uh, and were an existential threat to our nation, even though they are. Uh, I didn't see Republicans calling Democrats uh, racists. Uh, and talking about how they want to take us back to Jim Crow and slavery. Uh, uh, that would, once again, be the Democrats. Um, 
But Mike, I'm like, how is it we're the ones who are the who are doing the fear mongering? Craig, again, just like the last story, they, they don't understand. They don't they don't recognize the threat. The, before you could fix a problem, Craig, and come up with a solution, you have to define the problem, right? You have to figure out what the problem is. Oh, my car's not running. I'd better go ch- change the garbage disposal in my sink. Okay, you have to figure out what the problem is. They can't do that. They, they don't understand. As far as they're concerned, Craig, every time they call one of us a ultra-mega racist, they're saving the country. They think that they're 100% right. They, they have no idea that every time they say uh, the, the, the Republicans are lying and or conservatives are lying and they're going to come up with scare tactics, that we all look around the room and go, what is this, what is this old fool talking about? Uh, you know, who knows, does your wife know you're out of the house? What are you doing? Uh, he's, he's, it, it's incredible to watch what comes out of their mouths. And, and, you know, the, and they, they have no ability to define what's wrong. Well, what's funny was is he points out here, and, and here I'll, I'll pull up the quote. This is the one that really got me. He says here, he says, they just scare people, Clinton added. And in the end, the breakpoint in American politics is not that different, is not that much different than the 90s. You still have to get those people. It's just that there's so many, so many fewer of them. Because as the parties have gone more ideological and clear and somehow physically intolerant, they pull more and more people towards the extremes. But Mike, one of the things about the 90s was this, was when Bill Clinton, who started off very left wing, I mean, first thing he implemented was tax increases and, and he went after trying to do socialized medicine and he got soundly smacked in the uh, smacked down in the uh, in the uh, election, right? In the midterm elections. But what he did was moderate, right? He actually started actually, oh, I don't know, meeting with Republicans and saying, "Okay, I'll give you something that you want if you give me something that I want." We got police reform, right? We, I mean, we actually got criminal justice reform. Well, we'll actually clarify. We started locking people up. Right. We start putting people behind bars. We actually got some sort of welfare reform. So if anything, it was Republicans basically pointing out how Democrat policies were failing or how Democrats were failing to implement policies that Americans believed in. And that was really about it. And that's the same thing that's happening right now. You basically have Republicans who are pointing out the failing policies of Democrats. And saying, if you want more of that, then vote for them. But if you don't, and I'm assuming you don't, vote for us. Craig, I got asked over the weekend uh, who I thought was going to win the Florida governor's race between Ron DeSantis and former governor, former Republican governor, Charlie Crist, then turned independent, then turned Democrat. They, they asked who, who I thought. And I said, well, that's easy. And, and it reminds me of the 2016 presidential race where... Charlie Crist's, uh, or excuse me, well, let's, let's go with DeSantis first. We know that DeSantis's policies are, uh, you know, get, get rid of wokeism, let's bring back uh, personal freedoms, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's take away tax breaks from those that are, that are using a certain laws. He's got a very clear stance on what he does. Whereas Charlie Crist's platform is, we hate DeSantis. And that's where they've gone. That's where the, that's where the Democrat Party's gone. They have nothing other than, look over there, they're bad. Vote for us. Well, and that now that's pretty much what they did 
when they stole, I mean, when they took, took, I think, okay, took the 2020 election. That was pretty much their whole thing was we hate Donald Trump. And the thing that made it work for them was there were enough cheese eating surrender monkey Republicans who were willing to, to co-sign on that message. Again, we've had that conversation. I think that was because when faced with uh, uh, four years of of pain or bloodshed on that day, they chose, uh, we know which way they chose. Right, exactly. Well, and I think there are many, many people, there are there are many, many people who chose wrong and uh, some of them are regretting it. Some of them are not smart enough to regret it. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we, we know what, 10 out of 12 are regretting it because they lost their jobs, right? Yes, so. they did. They are on unemployment line, which is kind of hard yeah. to do when you consider the fact that, you know, unemployment is so low. <laughs> but when you are so wrong, that kind of sticks on your resume. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. All right, and finally, we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little smart gun, smart gun technology. Now, I've always said that... Uh, Smart guns are a bad, bad idea. Uh, anytime you put too much additional, especially electronics or computer technology onto your firearm and you solely rely on it to be functional, uh, that is a dangerous proposition. But it becomes even more dangerous, in my opinion, when the Chinese government, that's right, the Chinese, not just government, but Chinese government-run media is pushing and promoting Smart guns right here in these United States. Our good friend Tom Knighton over at uh, over at Bearing Arms put together a piece, and he was really kind of highlighting this little this little piece right here that was done. Now I, I'm running the video here, Mike, because I want people to see. This is Chinese TV. This is Chinese media. Notice that is not unless she is a Chinese national uh, transplant. There, that is not a Chinese looking uh, person who is there promoting uh this uh fire this uh this uh smart gun firearm um now mike i'm just trying to figure now some would say craig why are you so uh why are you questioning why why does it bother you that the chinese would be promoting smart gun technology i mean why does that bug you and you know i i just it makes me wonder am i wrong for questioning this no, Craig, what could possibly go wrong with a couple million handguns or rifles or shotguns in this country, all controlled by Chinese electronics? I don't know what could go wrong with that at all. I, I have no theory about uh, them flipping a switch and watching all of us uh, have uh, useless pieces of uh, steel. I have no theory about that whatsoever that uh, they could do that to us. Mike, I am just shocked at your level of, of cynicism and negativity. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty hot summer here, Craig. I'm, I'm <laughs> I just, the, the idea, first of all, we, we've all seen the, we've all seen how easy it, and if you haven't, all you have to do is, is go, go to YouTube, do a search. You can find several videos on, on, on how easy it is to hack most of the smart gun technology. And then there's a places where they've actually tested it and places where it is it is is actively failed. And you know, the last thing you want when you need your firearm to be effective and work, the last thing you want is for it to fail. But imagine now the Chinese who who have acquired much if not most of their technolo technology 
by stealing it. And I feel very comfortable saying stealing it. They've either, they've either hacked into American companies' computers, they've bought percentage ownership, they've sent spies into American companies, or they bought in ownership enough to where they could get hold of the technology, create their own Chinese companies, and then completely and utterly copy the, the, the information. I feel very comfortable saying that they stole a lot of it, if not most of it. Uh, having them have control over our technology or our firearm technology is the epitome of stupid. Craig, uh, I, I don't know if you, you know this, and I don't even know if it, you know, the public is aware of this. Uh, let me give you a little example of uh, the Chinese ability and what they're willing to do in order to, to steal things or, or hurt us or harm us. Um, the, the United States military, uh, including you know, all active duty, all reservists, I, I think the number with including reserves is somewhere, you know, the, the 4 million mark, something like that. I, I, I'm not sure. Including now in all DOD personnel and you jump up over, you know, 10 million um, uh, in all of those computer systems, every computer that they have, every, every single one of them, you are not allowed and it's been disabled. You are not allowed to use CDs or thumb drives, not allowed to use them. You know the reason why? Because all of those products are made in China. And they discovered during security sweeps about 10, 15 years ago, all the code inside of those. Even if it was a blank CD, it was unrecognizable code. And once data was put on there, guess where it went back to? Sent back overseas. Same thing with thumb drives. So they've already done it. It's already happened and our military still has that policy. Not allowed to use external media sources to transfer data because of the code in them that sends the information back to, back to mother China. I feel pretty comfortable, and the number was either somewhere either at 100 or in the hundreds. Uh, they were talking about the number of cases or cases opened uh, dealing with espionage in China uh, on American technology uh, that are opened every day. Every day. That's how often they are going after our technology. So, yeah, no. And they're not doing it for some benign reason. Uh, they have a goal. It's the 100-year goal started in uh, 1949. Uh, their goal is to be the premier uh, economic uh, and, and economic so superpower in the, United, in the world uh, to supplant the United States. So uh, if you ever get a chance, read the 100-year marathon, and you will get a very good idea of exactly what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. But yeah, no, this is not an accident. And no, we do not want them to have control over farms. And, and yeah, I think I think this video from their media is a great example uh, is a great example of their efforts to try and do that. There you go. All righty, we're going to move like on that. to our parting shots here, and uh, we've got a few of them, so we're going to go pretty we're going to go through them pretty quickly. Now, this first one, uh, you all know that uh, well, Ron DeSantis, uh, well, he has become mm -hmm. kind of the king of of slapping back liberalism, progressivism wokeism and all the rest uh and this message was sent very clear as he sent folks to uh martha's vineyard which is why i think this uh this particular image is so apropos okay uh for those of you who have have seen django unchained it's the leonardo dicaprio character where he's got his little drink with his little pinky out and he's got his uh nice old old style southern suit on except the face is ron DeSantis's, and it says fix the border or we'll bring the border to you. Now, Mike, how do you think they're going to bring the border to the rest of the United States? 
Oh, hey, listen, uh, we got the uh, we use the DeSantis Airlines, baby. DeSantis, DeSantis Airlines. Airlines bringing the border to you, bringing uh, the border to you. Craig, you know, it's it's just it's not fair. You know, um, you got the Biden administration up there playing checkers. Right. And you got uh, governors like uh, Ducey in Arizona and Abbott in Texas loading up migrants and sending them to uh, big places like Chicago, New York and D.C. You know, they're playing chess. You got Biden playing checkers. And you got those governors playing chess. And then you got Ron DeSantis, who's playing 3D chess over there. Oh, yeah. He's added another layer to it. A whole whole nother layer. And and here's the reason why that is so important, right? Because as soon as they sent them to Martha's Vineyard, right, what did you get? The first thing you got was this. Bam. (laughs) You want to describe this? That's a beautiful photo. That's That's an actual real. That's a real photo, by the way. I don't know if you know that. That's a real photo. Uh, oh, what we have in this photo is they uh, both gotten a little chunky. The well, he's retired now. <laughs> um, uh, these, uh, if you remember the McCloskeys in St. Louis, outside St. Louis, uh, Mark and his wife, the ones that held the the firearms up to the BLM people that were breaking down and destroying the fence as they came into their neighborhood. Uh, well, this the, the the headshots have been changed. It's now uh, old Barry and Michelle Obama. Uh, out there with their own firearms, keeping them off the off the yard. Exactly, exactly. Now, there were some people who took a less aggressive approach. Um, obviously, they were supportive of the idea of uh, of sanctuary cities. Uh, here, you have a picture. It says you have a picture of uh, the the four four picture four pictures of uh, Homer Simpson. Uh, at first, he's out there. He's got you know this the pro illegal immigrant sign, the pro sanctuary city sign. And then all of a sudden, as he sees the migrants that start to appear, he goes back into the hedges and then comes back out with a no trespassing sign and a camera on there. <laughs> now, not in my backyard, NIMBY, not, I call it. NIMBY. Not in my backyard. And Mike, apparently, apparently the new policy, their new policy has been quickly and swiftly implemented uh, and I'll go ahead and let you read this one. It says, let's do a recap of Martha's Vineyard drama, shall we? Oh, I'm sorry, it's Massachusetts. It's drama. Uh, drama. Let's do a recap of Martha's Vineyard's drama, shall we? Walk with me. Well, friends, 36 hours and 300 National Guardsmen later, and the Massachusetts government along with the good Christian millionaires of Martha's Vineyard have ejected the 48 weary travelers from the church, bust them off their fancy island, and detain them at a joint military base. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are the, the 48, the 48 people who were sent to Martha's vineyards, uh, were basically escorted off the Island by, by 300 national guardsmen and are now being held at a military base at Cape Cod, which by the way is a sanctuary city. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. In all, in all, now, in all, dude, in all defense, even though a lot of the policymakers and supporters of sanctuary city policies, uh, uh, many of them have vacation homes there in Martha's Vineyard. Um, Martha's Vineyard itself has not officially passed a sanctuary city policy. Uh, yeah, why? But when your state says you are, what you know, the only thing you could do is say you're not, right? Right. I mean, if your state says you're a sanctuary city, you do nothing unless you object to it. They clearly I, did not object to that status. I'm I am just trying to be accurate. That's all. That is all. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
All right, Mike. Hey, that's look, it. I thought we had one more. I thought we had one more. We don't have one more. There's not one more. Not one more. I'm looking. Uh, I don't. I, don't I do not have one more here. All right. We'll go with I, those. I I think That'll we're work. good. Hold on. Let me let, let me okay. let me let me let me look through my let me look through my stuff over here. Let me make sure I have not forgotten one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Taking a look. I see. Homer. In the meantime, let me tell you about Hitman Industries. Hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. Odds are, if you have an AR, you probably have one of their barrels already. But now you could buy them direct from the from them. You could buy them. You're the public. You could buy one from them. Get a new get a new rifle. Get a new uh, get a new upper. Get a new barrel. Do that. They don't sell rifles. They just sell the parts. Get the barrels. So check them out. Hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. Uh, moving on, the California Republican Assembly. Please, please reach out to the California Re Republican Assembly. The conscience of the Republican Party. That's what Ronald Reagan called him. He was Superman. And then, of course, if you want some awesome, awesome tactical gear, go to uscombatgear.com. All right, Craig, was there another one or was I mistaken? I think you were mistaken, sir. I think we were, I think we were, I believe we were good. Got it. You lost it. Okay, I understand. All right. <laughs> hey, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you encouraging your friends to tune in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, uh, what is, oh, tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. Oh, nice. Okay. Taco mm. Tuesday is always my, my favorite day. So we'll be back tomorrow on Taco Tuesday, bringing more uh, 2A news and conservative views. And with that, we will see you mañana. <laughs>